0: hey guys i want to make it a habit to go through the release notes of backend software that i'm interested in and kafka is just one of the many many back-end software that i'm uh, deeply interested in so guys if you don't know what kafka is i made a video about it go check it out it's a very very interesting I don't know what they describe it these days. Every day, they make up a name, right? I like to describe it as a simple pop-sub system where you publish and consumers subscribe, but they yell at me every time I say that. It's a, Sometimes they say it's an event streaming. Yeah, regardless. I like to call it it's a pop-sub system, but it's not just a pop-sub system, regardless. So I want to go through version 2.7 and the features that I am excited about, at least. And... Uh, what whether I decide to use these features or not, us backend engineer can learn from these big companies such as uh, Apache Confluence that how they are manage their software release cycle and what do they pick as features to put in their software. And it's very very interesting that the the pattern the this, these features have. Very, very interesting. So let's go through them and uh, see if we can extract some lessons for us, back in our own software development that we built. All right. Let's jump into it, guys. So I'm going to focus on this section, the Kafka broker, producer, and consumer so, consumer. so the producer pushes messages to the broker, and the broker stores these information or coordinates these information. Right uh, in a form of topics partitions, and there is finally the consumer which long pull, right, uh, this information from topics. Right? So this is the architecture essentially. Producers are not directly connected to consumer; they are brokers that are in the middle, and consumers actually pull this information. Talk about all that in the video. Let's go through the features. There's, and uh, I want to. Uh, i want to take a few moments to appreciate the work in the project management here so look at this so i'm going to open this particular feature look how organized this thing is guys if you don't know everything has first first a kip i don't know what it stands for i think kafka improvement proposals <laughs> yeah all right and there's a number and then the title of the improvement and then always, you're always gonna see this these six sections or more. Status of the work, motivation: Why did we build this? Very important, right? Because most of the time you see features, and we have no idea why we're building that. So having forcing the maintainers to explicitly explain the motivation behind every single uh, improvement forces you to think do i really need this or not so every section every feature you can go here and go into the motivation and see why they built it so the first one here aborted transactions uh, with non-flush data should throw a non-fatal exhibition so this this is not really a big deal for most of us but it's just for correctness reasons right so if i aborted a transaction today and uh essentially that's not a fatal error right i can just technically abort transaction or just roll back and that shouldn't be an error apparently it is an error in certain situations they fix that they don't no longer throw the fatal uh, um, exception here which is i think failing batch transaction was aborted they throw a A softer exception so that consumers can handle it differently because it's not like it's not like your consumer is dead, no, right? So these small things, guys, has a big ripple effect on the downstream uh, clients as well. So that's the first feature, not not that important. But look at this: support PEM format for private keys and SSL certificate. So now, because Kafka has a communication protocol, right? It has its own communication protocol between tcp binary protocol right you need to secure it right because you communicate between the client producer the communication has to be secure they use certificates to do that they're just supporting one extra format you don't know guys there are lots of these formats when it comes to certificate is so confusing i mean look at this it always baffles me how security engineers you guys do this Look at this. So this is just another privacy-enhanced mail extension. They're supporting that. Making, essentially make, if you already have built, uh, if you already have the keys in PMPM format, you can just use them in Kafka. You don't have to reconvert them into another protocol. This one is the one that made me actually tweet on Twitter to think about, guys, we don't know anything. Let me rephrase that. I don't know anything. <laughs> Why am I saying that? So, ability to limit the connection creation rate on brokers. Guys, when we... Usually, when you, when you have a server and you want to establish communications, connections, you don't have a limit, right? Because you say, hey, I want as many customers as I want. But look at that. After how many releases? Release 2.7. Daily loss. You know what? Some consumers can 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 actually overwhelm our brokers by creating a lot of connections to the broker essentially starving other legitimate well-behaved clients right so what they call these as connection storms. example of this is creating a new connection at cpu overhead to the broker right That makes sense, right? Every time you create a new connection, there is an overhead that you have to manage. This mitigated the issue due to unauthorized connections because some some connections are just unauthorized. Let's just stop those. But this particular improvement stops connection storms. That I was like, okay, there is a lot of connections coming from this particular client. Do you really? I'm going to slow you down so that the broker can do what it does best. Serve messages to consumers and instead of actually establishing new connections right so let 's examples. One example is when deploying a new application might cause temporary connection storm due to a large number of clients starting up and creating connections to the cluster at the same time so when you fact, when you first implement a new application, you have a lot of consumers, and all of these consumers have clients will start in, Connecting to the broker, and that's a connection storm. And start if imagine just an application being deployed, kind of can cripple some of the brokers for existing consumers. So now you have you have you do you do some sort of a, a trade off. Should you serve your existing customers in a benefit way, or should should? should you just wait because you're deploying a new application no one is there technically you can wait for a little bit of a longer time while i throttle you until i uh, slowly get you into the system not just like that right we don't want to start an application and all of a sudden the broker is is frozen for two minutes right because it's serving this new application that's kind of bad experience see see I, i haven't thought about this before right but it makes sense, right? You have to make some trade-offs. And you might say, and that's not, that's not. Let's assume you, or your application went down you and your customers are out in an outage and you want to start it back up. So you can't start it fast enough. So that's kind of the limitation when it comes to the throttling, right? In case of an outage. So another example is clients that create new connection for each produce. Consume request, causing high connection rates at a broker. That's just a bad consumer and bad producer, right? To me, right? Because uh, a a consumer should start and leave the connection open. Not just uh, uh, for every message you open a connection, send them a message, and then close the connection. That is terribly a bad idea. A very high connection creation rate may stop broker from doing other useful work. Causing high request latency or even URPs. Let's go back. So this is this is very good, right? Identifying essentially uh, problems with certain use cases and giving priorities to who, who should get the connection, right? So the limiting limiting the connection in case of uh, bad clients or just. And well-behaved client who just starts, okay, you just started, so let's just wait, right? Again, uh, as I explained the outage concept here, when something goes in, when the application goes in the outage and then starts back up again, your eventual customers might suffer until the application is gradually starting, right? Because of this connection limiting. But to me, the pros outweigh the cons in this case. What are you guys saying? Let me know in the comment section below. Throttle, create topic, create partition, and delete topic. This is exactly very similar to the motivation of this. They think, okay, deleting topic, creating partition, creating topic, all of this, I call them DDL operations. They're schema. You're changing the schema of Kafka, right? And when you change schema, you have to propagate this schema change to all your brokers. That's how Kafka works, right? And if you think about it, the broker does many jobs, right? Kafka controller does many jobs. It is creating these topics, creating these partitions, create deleting topics, which is the DDL operation, which are technically not frequent compared to the reading and writing of messages, which is let's be honest, that's the frequent thing. So then you notice that if you start creating a burst of topics or partitions, partitions, bartenders deleting topics, and all of a sudden. The broker just says, "Oh, wait a second! All these topics I have to tell my friends, my friends, broker friends, and I have to distribute this." They did a test on Kip five ninety nine, dude! I love this stuff. How awesome is this? This is, by the way, detail. You can spend hours just talking about one feature. There is a lot of a lot of work that goes into building this stuff. So. And I build, I I do this for a living. I write exactly what you're seeing, right? If I am responsible, I'm principal engineer, right? I'm responsible to do all this stuff right for my own product. So I know the work that goes into this. This is not easy. You have to sit down and think about the motivation, think about the API changes, the even rejected alternatives, guys, right? My boss gives my boss gives me a hard time to. It's like he's challenging me, right? It's like, okay, let's say we discussed all these alternatives in in 2018. Why are and we were rejecting them? Why did not you document them as rejected alternatives? They he calls me out all the time, and I absolutely agree with him because you have to go back and say, oh, guys, why didn't you? Do, why didn't you do this? Why didn't? You, oh, yeah, guys, we actually did. It's a, it was a rejected alternative. Here's why. Right? Again, I'm I'm going all over the place here, but here's the motivation. They said it rec- after creating 5,000 topics, each with four partitions, re- replication factor of three. It takes what two minutes to propagate all of that stuff to all the brokers. Two minutes, imagine the broker is doing propagation or or just. They don't call it propagation. it? What, what uh, the replication to other brokers, right? Distribution. That is time well spent on doing messages. So they said, let's limit that thing. It's like, okay, how often people create topics? Like, if they were going to create topic, they're not going to create a burst of thousand topics. And if they want to create them, sorry, you get a wait. Because this is not an infrequent operation and it's not worth us crippling the broker to do that let's continue versioning scheme this is another nice feature when the consumer or the producer connects to a broker because that's the broker in the kafka and consumers are aware of each other you have to can kind of connect to a specific broker or the ZooKeeper right which which is going away by the way if you connect to that you do not have a way as a client to know what are the capability of the broker there are no versioning so this feature adds the capability to when you connect to a broker it tells you hey by the way i'm version this i support this i support this i support this i support this so the client can essentially uh, interact with this and i built many applications that does exactly that right because in, in, in our company we support backward compatibility all the time so it's very critical when you connect to a server it tells you its capabilities this is very very similar right so that's that's very very powerful feature right I'm sure there's so much going on. there um this feature adding broker scram forgot what it stands for um salted uh, challenge response authentication mechanism ooh i I nailed that so this is one type of authentication API and guess what guys this and this these two api's are currently residing on zookeeper, okay which is a part of Kafka as we as we as we know today this work is to move those configuration apis from zookeeper as a centralized system down to the broker level in order to essentially move forward away from zookeeper because you don't know kafka's is they want to get rid of zookeeper as as a dependency because they found it's like wait we're using zookeeper to store metadata We are the metadata king, babes, right? So let's just store them as just another extra information. So the topics become topics, essentially. Does that make sense, right? Where you store with partitions and where you store your topics, when you store your consumers and all that stuff is stored in ZooKeeper. It's like, wait a second. We have the concept of topics. Let's create a topic called topics and store everything there. I'm oversimplifying it, obviously. There is a lot of work there, but these are the steps to move away from ZooKeeper. So they're essentially deprecating uh, any API that is dependent on ZooKeeper. Let's remove it. Let's put it somewhere else. And then finally, printing additional field records uh, on the consumer uh, console consumers to help debugging, right? So it shows you that which f I'm currently reading. I'm surprised that this wasn't actually in the system. But guys, what do you think? Kafka, man. It's just getting better and better every single day, and uh, uh, I, I I specifically made this video to kind of showcase the work that they do in their pages, right? The project pages, the improvement pages. You know, this is not easy. This thing, what you're seeing right here, I dare you to show me a software. Apache is like the the one of the leaders when it comes to these things. The organization, right? I don't see projects do this it's always like shallow dock and absolutely no goal or no motivation of what they are building no nothing right if you can go here kip 500 is essentially the remover of zookeeper right you can just go to kip 500 let's go search kip 500 there is obviously so much stuff here but this is it you can just go I know Kip five hundred because it's very popular, right? They've been editing this thing. There's a lot of work that is going into this to essentially uh, to essentially remove Zookeeper because there there is they they tell you why. Like it's not like there's like hey we're just doing it for fun. No, there's a reason behind everything, and that just makes me appreciate the Apache Foundation and Apache Kafka even even more every time i look into this project good job guys and uh guys what do you think of kafka in general are you using it in your production are you using it for for your side project uh and uh, i know there are a lot of alternatives not not minimizing any other alternatives but gotta say this is badass all right guys my name is hussein i discuss back engineering. if you like this stuff uh subscribe hit that uh, uh hit that like button and uh Check out my podcast where you can listen to this in the background. So enjoy. I'll see you in the next one. Goodbye.